Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Well, listen to this. The question is, should there be mass deportations of migrants who entered the U.S. illegally? When I looked earlier at a time when 700-plus had voted, 713 actually, 57.5% were saying yes. That's not the first 100 in the door. That's the first 700 in the door. 57.5% agreeing, loosely described with the Trump proposal. So before I came on air just a moment ago, I took another look. 9,200 had voted as of 10 minutes ago, and it was holding firm. 5842. 5842. So the first 700, yes, indicative of the first, I'm sure it's probably over 10,000 now. Um, I find that significant. The Times coverage yesterday said the former president is making immigration a core campaign theme, promoting a proposal for an unprecedented deportation effort if he's returned to power. Trump pledging that as president, he would immediately launch the largest domestic deportation operation in American history. And then a quote from his spokesperson who says, Americans can expect that immediately upon President Trump's return to the Oval Office, he will restore all of his prior policies, implement brand new crackdowns that will send shockwaves to the world's criminal smugglers and marshal every federal and state power necessary to institute the largest deportation operation in American history. 58% who are voting at my website right now want that to happen. President Biden, meanwhile, considering executive action that could prevent people who cross illegally into the United States from claiming asylum. This would suspend longtime guarantees that give anybody who steps onto our soil the right for safe haven. The bill would essentially this is the bill that that he agrees with in the Senate that he's seeking to implement by executive order would essentially shut down the border to new entrants. If more than an average of 5,000 migrants per day tried to cross unlawfully or more than 8,500 tried to cross on a given day, 5,000 unlawfully in the course of a week. Look, I have been saying that in my view, as of today, and this is constantly shifting, not a prediction, but that as of today, the border policy trumps any other get out the vote issue that Democrats have available to them. What's their best? Well, their best since the overturning of 
Roe versus Wade with the Dobbs case has been abortion. And then you heard me say recently, but abortion seems to have faded from the headlines. You know, might there be ballot initiatives that are 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 presented so that people have to come out and vote on the ballot initiative and vote for the presidency at the same time? I mean, that's what I was saying. And now Alabama has brought it back to the front page. The Alabama Supreme Court ruled last week that couples who are trying in vitro fertilization and lost frozen embryos in an accident at a South Alabama storage facility, kind of interesting because the opinion and all of the conjecture predicated on a very real set of circumstances impacting initially a small number of people, but they said that they can sue under the state's wrongful death law. And now three providers have paused the often used fertility treatments while they sort out, well, what are the implications of this? The reason that it's so significant is that the ruling is the first of its kind, extending a theory championed by some anti-abortion groups that embryos and fetuses should be considered children and be afforded legal protections, put it in a whole new realm. And, and what's interesting, and we have a story today in the newsletter from NBC, is the attention that it has placed on the Alabama Court Supreme Court Chief Justice, pardon me, the Alabama Supreme Court Chief Justice. His name is Tom Parker. And the gist of the story is that on the same day that his court handed down this opinion declaring that fertilized frozen embryos are people and then therefore imperiling women's access to in vitro fertilization treatments because it's it's kind of caused as a practical matter a freeze on the part of the clinics, he espoused support for a once-fringe philosophy that calls on evangelical Christians to reshape society based on their interpretation of the Bible. I'm going to share this with you, this audio, because believe me, you're going to hear it in some GOP uh, commercials between now and November. This is an online broadcast hosted by a Tennessee evangelist. By the way, can I stop right there? And just ask, why is a state Supreme Court justice participating in an interview with an evangelist or, or any other interview? I mean, it's so it's just so shocking that they would they would place themselves in that position in it. The chief justice suggests that America was founded explicitly as a Christian nation. He discussed his embrace of the seven mountains mandate. That's the belief that. Conservative Christians are meant to rule over seven key areas of American life. Hey, they include the media and also business, education, and the government. Here's a taste of what it sounds like. God created government. Oh, boy. And the fact that we have let it go into the possession of others is heartbreaking for those of us who understand, and we know it is for him. And that's why he is calling and equipping people to step back into these mountains right now. And uh, as I said earlier, if he calls you, he's faithful. He will do it. And so respond with wisdom uh, and proceed with wisdom because the call is important, and it needs to be accomplished for his glory. Yeah. Just hours before that interview was published, the justice issued a concurring opinion in the case 
the case where he and his fellow justices ruled that frozen embryos have the same rights as living children under Alabama's wrongful death of a minor act. He wrote that Alabama had adopted a, quote, theologically based view of the sanctity of life and that life cannot be wrongfully destroyed without incurring the wrath of a holy God. This is a Supreme Court justice, chief justice. And then to support his legal opinion, he repeatedly cited the book of Genesis, including a passage asserting that all people are created in God's image. I might hear some of this on Sunday, and that'll be fine. And that'll be fine. Time and a place, time and a place, time and a place. The time and place is not in a state Supreme Court opinion impacting women's access to in vitro fertilization. Arthur Kaplan, Dr. Kaplan is the nation's foremost bioethicist. He will be here to help explain in just a moment. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the super light tree runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the super light tree runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. Dr. Arthur Kaplan is the doctors William F. and Virginia Connolly Mitty, professor of bioethics in the Department of Population Health at the Langone Medical Center. Dr. Kaplan, you're the guy I wanted to talk to about the Alabama in vitro fertilization case. While you were on hold, were you able to hear the interview that we played in part from the chief justice in Alabama? You mean that uh, Taliban-like uh, ruling? Yes, I, I did hear. I it. mean, 
I have to say, I, I can't even I can't even push back on you for saying it because it was stunning to hear him invoke theology, not only in an interview. OK, that's one thing. I guess he can say what he wants to say. But in the opinion itself, help me understand what is going on in this case. Perhaps you should begin by saying something about in vitro fertilization. So in vitro fertilization, Michael, is when a couple decides they want a child, but let's say she is born without a uterus or it had to be removed due to cancer treatment. Um, they still want a child, so they create a, uh, an embryo in a dish, basically a Petri dish, and maybe there's more than one, and those embryos or some of them are then you get a little teeny straw and you move it into the woman because that embryo couldn't travel uh, down uh, her reproductive tract if that's been removed or was blocked or something, the fallopian tubes. And so she can have a child that way. Or you may put it, if she doesn't have a uterus, into a surrogate mother. So there are two ways to approach in vitro fertilization. One of the things that happens, Michael, is when you're doing it, you try because the woman has to undergo drug treatment to make eggs, and she usually makes a lot of them. You fertilize as many as you can so she doesn't have to go through the continuous monthly uh, treatment with drugs that are risky, not healthy for her. So you get as many eggs as you can, fertilize as many as you can, and normally you put in some, and if the couple's lucky and they have a baby, then you destroy the rest. That's what Alabama does not like about in vitro fertilization. Uh, a dopey question from yours truly. What what determines the genetic composition of the baby as between the man and the woman in this process? So when that judge is, I hate to say it, invoking the divine and talking about the image of God and so on, he basically is talking about a biology from the 17th century, Michael. The first people to look through microscopes looked at sperm, and what they said they saw was a little teeny baby in there in the man's sperm. It's called preformation, and that little teeny, teeny, teeny baby, fully formed, is called a homunculus. I don't know if you ever heard that term, but it's like what happened, they believe then, was that the man had the baby in his sperm in miniature, and all it did when it grew was uh, expand because you planted it in the soil, not making this up, of the woman's egg. So the woman didn't do anything. She was just like uh, nutrition. The man was the person who supplied the baby. That's what the judge almost is talking about when he goes on and on and says these uh, fertilized eggs are fully formed. It's this notion that we looked hard enough at an embryo today, we'd see a little teeny tiny baby. But the way we know it works today, and his decision is inconsistent, completely and erroneous, with the sciences, man and woman both contribute 50-50 to a new genome. You get a set of genes inside an embryo. With me so far? So a yeah, mix you're of explaining the man it and the that woman. I can, I can follow so far, so thank you. So that will just sit there doing nothing unless it's put into a mother and she sends chemical signals through her uterus and the implantation to tell those genes to start growing. There's no preformed baby. There's no image of God. 
It's a set of genes that you have to turn on and the mother's womb is essential. She's not just soil. She's sending the signals that make the embryo grow and govern its growth for at least the first week or two. No signals from a mom, no baby. So I'm going to put it this way. Sperm and egg make embryos, embryos and mothers make babies. And that Alabama decision is completely out of sync, 100% with what we know about how reproduction works and the notion that an embryo is a tiny person may be believed in the 16th, 17th century. Absolutely not true today. So give me the context in which this arose. What happened here as a, as a factual predicate? So this is crazy. Somebody, and I don't know who, went into where the stored embryos were at an infertility clinic in Alabama and dropped the embryos. Mm. They were destroyed when they fell. They sued the clinic, and that set off this entire crazy decision about they murdered children when they dropped the embryos. By the way, Michael, one other quick point. People are focused on IVF, and that has been the national response and worry. Let me tell you. If you view embryos as tiny babies, here's some other things that are going to happen. A woman who refuses a C-section can't do that because you got to save the little tiny baby. A woman who has her has cancer of the uterus where the baby might be or the embryo might be, you're going to have to wait to deliver that baby until you start your cancer treatment. Otherwise, you'd hurt the baby that's inside your body in the form of an embryo. If you are somebody who had a living will, you can't exercise that to guide your dying if you're pregnant, because you can't sacrifice this little, that the judge in Alabama sees a tiny person. I could go on for a long time about the implications for women of calling embryos persons, equivalent to, or even more important in the judge's eyes than the life of the mother. I, it, uh, you can have situations where some forms of contraception are seen as interfering with the implantation of a fertilized egg banned. That would be IUDs probably. So I know the world is worried about IVF and they should. IVF is about as pro-life a technology as you can get. Right-wing conservative critics look crazy when they say you can't do IVF because you're going to harm embryos when people are trying to make them into babies. But the let me be clear, the implications from calling uh, embryos babies would constrain women's health in huge swaths of medicine. Dr. Kaplan, by the way, this is Dr. Arthur Kaplan. He's the head of medical ethics at the New York Langone School of, of Medicine. I hope I said that properly. He has written and lectured widely on reproductive ethics only for the last 40 years. Let me put on my, my plaintiff lawyer hat, because I understand now the, the practical way in which this arose. Somebody dropped a tray. I'm being overly simplistic. And, and now the couples whose embryos were contained on that tray have representation. They want to be compensated for the negligence that brought this about. Obviously, if I'm that plaintiff lawyer, I want the embryo regarded as a person so as to boost the damages available to my clients. What's the alternative? So if 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 the embryo is not seen as a them, baby. Let's call it what it is, a potential baby, a possible baby, but not an actual baby. 
There is a difference between potential and actual. There is a difference between an egg and a chicken. There's a difference between a seed and a tree. This idea that the only way I could sue uh, for loss of the ability to have a child is to declare that there were killed babies on the floor of the clinic is just nonsense. Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. One other question that I wanted to ask of Dr. Kaplan, and thanks for, as always, being so gracious with your time. I'm, you know, I'm paying attention to the big picture, not just the medical ethics, but the issues that are out there. They're going to determine who wins this election. I don't need to tell you, even though you're a medical ethicist, the border's a hot issue right now. There's none hotter yep. than that. The overturning of Roe versus Wade by the Dobbs decision has provided residual election benefit for Democrats. And whenever there's something abortion related, it has huge consequences politically. I guess the question I would ask of Dr. Kaplan is how many cases like this? I don't mean specifically a dropped embryo tray, but abortion related. How how confident are you? Here's the way I'll ask it, that abortion will remain in the headlines for the remainder of this calendar year? 100%. You're going to see other states with similarly conservative judges perhaps get a ruling. You know, six states have pending legislation to recognize embryos as babies. That's a move. And there's been, I don't know, 200 attempts to put that law into federal Congress all of these uh, matters are going to come right to the fore. Indulge me, Michael, because I got one more uh, plaintiff's Tell case me. for you. Yeah, go ahead. You and I have talked in the past about situations where people fight over embryos they made and then they get divorced, right? We've heard about it with celebrities. They get into a battle. Well, the old court ruling said if two people made an embryo, but neither uh, that, that one of them did not want to have a baby with that embryo with the other person, then no one could use the embryo. If you were in Alabama, you know how that case is going to go. The person who wants to use the embryo to make a baby is going to be able to do so even if the partner says, I don't want to reproduce. So there's another area where you're going to see weird, strange fights with people getting into custody disputes about frozen embryos or even new ones, but then they get divorced or somebody dies. State of Alabama is going to say, you got to make them into babies. We don't care. Dr. Kaplan, that was excellent as always. Thank you so much for, for allowing us to intrude on your day. Hey, my pleasure. That's Dr. Arthur Kaplan. Can I follow up and just make one additional observation? It's yet another example of me routinely telling all of you there are people out there whose names we don't know who are going to become significant players in this election. There are fact patterns we could never imagine that are all of a sudden going to be in the news and shape the conversation of the election. A, a clinic has an incident or an accident with embryos in Alabama. And all of a sudden, an issue that has been in second tier position to the border comes roaring back to life. I'd love to hear your reaction to all of this on the political significance of this Alabama story. You can also comment on what you heard from the judge as well. Uh, I, I don't argue with his faith. I, I respect it, as a matter of fact. But you can't do both. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. If, if there were ever like the textbook example of of the lack of a separation of church and state, this case would be it. This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. 
Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Smirconish program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. This is Glenn in Annapolis. I understand you work in reproductive health. What thoughts do you have as to my conversation with Art Kaplan and this issue generally? One of the things I've been writing in all editorial responses is that the IUD and low progesterone oral contraceptives create a hostile environment for the implantation of the fertilized ovum. So under the new IVF law, those would not be permitted methodologies of birth control. And I foresee Alabama moving against those forms of birth control. How do you think this impacts just on a day-to-day basis those who are trying to have a child and are using in vitro fertilization? What kind of a chilling impact might it have? Uh, a massive one. I yeah. mean, nobody. Uh, what's going to happen is is so far fetched. What your your previous guest was talking about. Um, mm-hmm. Companies companies will not be able to go out of business because they'll have all these frozen, you know, fertilized eggs, and who's going to take care of them? You know, for the next fifty years. I thought that Art, thank you, Glenn. I thought that Art laid this out in a in a really great way. Lorenzo, good morning to you. You're in San Fran. What are you thinking? 
Yeah, I just think that you're wrong again about uh, you know putting um, uh, the border over abortion as an issue that's going to drive you know people to the polls uh, this fall. And you know the recent case in Alabama yesterday is just uh, further proof. I mean, I mean the border is important, but how many women live in border states or near the border, and how many women have a uterus? It, it, it's personal. L- Loren- Lorenzo, very, very Lorenzo, to be to be to be fair, to be fair, I think I came on and I said I have been of a mindset that the border is the number one issue in the campaign. I think I went as far as to say at this moment in time, and now comes the Alabama decision, which is making me reconsider. So like to, I, you know, I, to, to begin the call and to say, well, I think, now hang on, like to begin the call and say, with a little bit of an edge, like, oh, I think you're wrong. I'm the one who said a moment ago, perhaps I need to rethink my thinking. But then go for it. All right. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it very much. Uh, Chuck, you're in Huntsville. Greetings. I could use an Alabama perspective. You know, to a large part of the country, we hear that chief justice and we say, like, this is not a guy who ought to be blending religion with his decisions. Yeah, good morning, Michael. Drinking uh, coffee for the 450th consecutive morning out of my Spartanus tumbler, so thank you for that. All right. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, my wife and I were sitting around the dinner table last night, and, and we're as pro-life as the next Alabamian, but... We couldn't figure it out, and we're going to we're going to play uh, Dr. Kaplan's interview this morning because he put it out. He put it in perfect terms that made me understand how wrong this is. But I just wanted to let you know that that in Alabama, Supreme Court justices are elected for six year terms. So that's why he was doing the interview um, this week. Oh, in other words, is he uh, is he up for retention? Uh, I believe the election was two years ago. So he's got about four years left. But, yeah, we, oh, the, the, the courageous thing ever is that we elect state Supreme Court justices when they, you know, they obviously should be appointed and have no, you know, the appearance of bias. But it's yeah, it's well, so we do this. Because, you're not alone. We do the same thing in my state. Of course, you know, when yeah. I think of Alabama and I think of the law, I think of what was his name? Roy Moore. Yes, sir. Yeah. And the, the Ten yeah, Commandments and the whole thing. Yep. Yeah, we landed a you know we landed a spaceship on the moon yesterday, but we can't get our science straight down here. So isn't that you know. interesting? Isn't that an amazing yeah. comment that you just made, Chuck? Thank you. Enjoy the enjoy the tumbler. Yeah, we, we landed a craft through private sector wow. sources on the moon, I'll but be we can't get our that science. One. That was a good quote, wasn't it? That was we a good quote. A, we yes. landed on the moon, but we can't get our science straight here in in Alabama. Uh, interesting. Yeah, Bailey. Greetings to you in San Antonio. What are you thinking? Hey, Michael, I've talked to you before. Glad to talk to you again. Hey, listen, I have become really interested in Christian nationalism. And I listened to an interview, and this is a guest recommendation for you, a guy by the name of Matthew Taylor. He, was, he did a seven-part, eight-part series on, called Charismatic Revival Fury. And it's all about the new apostolic reformation and these fringe evangelicals who, in a lot of ways, were recruited by the Trump administration and how they descended on the Capitol on January 6th. And the reason I bring this up is because you mentioned the Seven Mountain Mandate and how these people descended on the Capitol, a lot of them, because they believed that January 6th was a day of spiritual warfare to battle demons who, I mean, they were there for the will of God, which was to have Trump reinstated for a second term. And, I mean, it, I really do hope that you can 
um, have Matthew Taylor on. I think Christian nationalism is a real problem. It's dangerous, and that's. I'm going to I'm going to look into it. I'm going to look into it with with the assistance of TC. I will look into it. I'm I'm interested in the subject for sure. And in the meantime, I hope people will in today's newsletter or go to smirkonish.com, read that NBC story that I linked to, which has the background as the caller was just referencing. I mean, I I thought that that was. Chilling is the word I would use. I thought that the the portion of the interview that we played for you a few moments ago with Alabama Supreme Court Chief Justice Tom Parker was chilling. Okay, David, it's like central casting sent you to me. You're in Birmingham. You and your wife, I understand, are IV patients in Alabama. I'd love to hear your perspective on this. Correct. Correct. Yes, sir. And honestly, first of all, this I'm a little starstruck speaking to you right now. Um, thank you for for your moderate voice with the. Uh, the country needs more more public figures like you. So thank you for everything you do. Um, thank you. But yeah, so initial perspective: we we had we got four embryos out of IVF. We've we've transferred two. We've got two incredible children. We've got two more that are frozen that we, for religious reasons, we we intend to use. Um, but when something like this comes out, we're left confused, a little scared, um, and this speaks to the lack of due diligence that was done on the Alabama Supreme Court's part because no one knows what happens next. We are we don't have any access to our embryos should we decide that, that we want to proceed with the, the next transfer. They you know, out of possible legal ramifications Fertility clinics, they won't transfer because as of now, should you transfer an embryo and it does not take, which, oh, by the way, is extremely likely, then they could be sued for murder right now. And there's – I just – I want to emphasize that, you know, IVF patients, for the most part, they're good people that just want to have a family and and have their own kids. and you. You know, you hear these horror stories of celebrities or whomever that want to do it just because they want twins and they can afford it, whatever. Right. Yeah, that's um, the exception. Hey, can I ask you a quick question? So four four embryos, two successfully transferred. You have meaning you have two children by virtue of the success of those two. You have two others that I think you said to me we will use for religious reasons. Does that mean because you regard those other two embryos as embodying life, meaning by your definition? By my definition, personally, yes. You know, do I have a PhD to back that up? No, no, no. It's okay, not. but I get it. But no. I mean, like in your view, I don't, I don't, I don't quarrel. If that's that's your perception. That's fine. So you're going to try and and you know have additional children by virtue of those two embryos. Correct, correct. And I, to to further that point, we we kind of you know we kind of lucked out with with four embryos, but it's not uncommon common for people to have. 10 embryos, 15 embryos. Mm-hmm. What happens then? Is it is it sustainable to try to transfer all those? That's surely not healthy. Um, so what's what's the answer? I'm I'm not sure, but my hope is a a ruling like this will sound some sort of alarm across the country that you know, living in a politically extreme state from one spectrum or the other 
But David, David, let me just close the loop with you. But it sounds to me that on a religious basis, you're okay with the result. Or am I not hearing you? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm not okay with the result. You're I, not. I think it, no, because it's on an emotional level. It's it's leaving a lot of people without answers that you know either want to transfer transfer or there's something that hasn't been brought up. At least I haven't heard it. Is a lot of these embryos? Yes, they are fertilized. They become embryos. However, they're they, it will be a miscarriage. They, they Understood. have the science to look and say, you know, these will not produce I wish, I wish, I wish you good things. I wish I had more time to chat with you. Um, of course. Good luck. The Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.